0: Is an invoice a contract? Find out! Welcome to the 15th episode of Legally Fluent Podcast, a series teaching you how to legally run and scale your coaching, course creation, or online business. Get rid of that overwhelm and confusion so you can finally concentrate on what you do best. If you find business legalities a nightmare, and you finally want to conquer that fear of anything legal, then you are in the right place. I am your mentor and host, Benaverga Danimar, an online preneur legal strategist, co-CEO of the Danimar household, a lawyer and an online preneur. I've been to watch episodes of Judge Judy. You can probably call me a legal reality show junkie. Now, in one of the episodes, a makeup artist sues a bride-to-be who changed her wedding date. While in court, the makeup artist alleged that the bride contacted her for a wedding to be held sometime in 2017. But the wedding was advanced to an earlier date in 2016. The bride at this point paid 900 US dollars. But because the wedding date was changed the makeup artist told the bride that she has to make another payment as the one paid in 2017 was non-transferable and non-refundable. Judge Judith then read the contract between the bride and the makeup artist and nowhere in the contract stated that the fees paid were non-refundable or non-transferable. Now, to prove her point, the makeup artist presented an invoice stating that the fees paid were actually non-refundable and non-transferable. I know a lot of you places this line non-refundable and non-transferable in your invoices. Now the question is, whether this invoice, which says non-refundable and non-transferable, should be upheld or given more weight than the contract itself, which does not have the provision on refunds? The answer is no. As Judge Judy pointed out, Contracts are often construed strictly against the maker of the contract. And what does strictly construed mean? It means that since the makeup artist was the one who created the contract, it is actually her responsibility that the contract itself is complete. A provision not written in the contract is not part of it. So, introducing the non-refundable, non-transferable in the invoice alone is not going to cure the contract. Of course, it would have been a different ruling if the parties signed the invoice as well. But they did not. And who signs invoices nowadays? Not everyone, isn't it? This is the problem when you DIY your contracts you will not be 100% sure that your contract is complete and that it is actually favorable to you. Say, for example, an independent contractor's agreement. This is the type of contract that is usually used by freelancers and some service providers. Of course, there are tons of free templates out there. But do you know that those templates favor only one party? Now, if you are the independent contractor, you are the freelancer, or you are the service provider, if you mistakenly use these general contracts or general templates, I am pretty sure they are not favorable to you. How about contracts from LegalZoom or other computer-generated contracts? Well, unfortunately, these contracts are still meant for brick-and-mortar businesses or those who sell their physical products in a physical store. I have yet to see a computer-generated contract that is complete and actually takes into account issues being confronted by online businesses. Now, let's go back to this case before Judge Judy. The contract was not complete. It did not have a provision on payment being non-transferable or non-refundable. So, the makeup artist cannot introduce the invoice to complete an incomplete contract. The invoice here is not the contract. Is the invoice useless then? Well, not necessarily. If the parties here did not have a contract, the invoice could have been a proof that they agreed to enter into a specific transaction. But, Because in this specific case, the parties did have a contract in place, then it is a contract that should be followed. So this is the basic knowledge that every entrepreneur should have. Written contracts set the terms of the agreement. And anything that is contrary to those agreements will, as a rule, not taken into consideration by the court. So you need to have a complete contract that is specific to your business specific to your situation and specific to the agreement that you are entering into. And anything that is not stated there is considered not part of the agreement. That is why just copying contracts from other businesses or making your own without the guidance of a lawyer is a no-no. It is just too risky and will cost you more in the long run. If you value your business and personal security, then get yourself a lawyer-drafted contract and learn basic business legalities. Do you know that you can start with your business legalities in less than an hour? Grab my free Legally Fluent Primer and accomplish 5 essential legalities every coach, course creator, or online should have in their business. Yep, in less than an hour, you can legally protect your business. Go to the episode notes for the link. I am sure of one thing. For entrepreneurs like us, fear is a money block. If you constantly fear business legalities, you will not be able to grow and scale. Legally She Can uses our framework called Legally Fluent Stratiwork so that you will not only feel confident but you will also gain the peace of mind knowing that you have and you know what it takes to legally run and scale your coaching, course creation and online business. Want to learn more? go to www.legallyshecan.com. If you are a coach, course creator, or an online business owner, and you are ready to leave insecurity and fear behind, follow Legally Fluent Podcast in our social media account, Legally She Can, and let me guide you. See you next week for episode 16 of the series.